Hello, welcome to the Proskauer Brief, hot topics on labor and employment law. I'm Shelley Jives and I'm here with Elise Bloom. On today's episode, we are going to continue the next episode of our series of podcasts entitled, Can My Employees Do That? Specifically, today we'll be discussing whether employers lawfully can limit employees' participation in political activities, protests, and similar activities. We'll also discuss whether an employer can restrict employees' association with groups or publications on social media or elsewhere, which espouse ideologies that are at odds with the employer's values. And lastly, we'll talk about whether and if so to what extent an employer can limit political speech at work. Shelley, many employees believe that an employer cannot discriminate based on an employee's political beliefs. Are they right? In many cases, no. There's no federal law that prevents discrimination by private employers based on political belief. So under federal law, it's perfectly legal for an employer to discriminate against or have um, a preference for, say, employees that are Republicans or Democrats or conservative or liberal. But there are a handful of states that do have protections that are greater than federal law. So California, for example, state law provides that an employer cannot have a policy controlling or directing the political affiliations of employees. Similarly, Colorado says that you cannot prevent employees from joining or belonging to any particular political party. And Montana and Washington, D.C. are examples of other states and localities where there are similar protections based on political ideas or political affiliation. And then there's some other states that don't have such broad prohibitions on political belief or political affiliation discrimination, but they do protect certain political activities by employees. So in New York, there's a law that says that you can't discriminate against an employee in employment as a result of them running for public office, campaigning for a candidate for public office, or participating in fundraising activities for the benefit of a candidate or a political party or political advocacy group. Similarly, in Nebraska, there's protection of an employee's right to vote or not vote for a particular candidate or ballot proposition or something along those lines. So I think the bottom line is that it's really on a state-by-state basis whether or not a, um, an employer is able to have some sort of preference in employment based on political belief. And so I think that raises the question, at least, of, well, if there's no protection around political belief or, you know, if there's protection some places around political beliefs and political affiliations, can employer just generally prohibit an employee from participating in protests or otherwise speaking or posting about controversial or political topics? It raises a very interesting question that really focuses on the tension between what an employer can prohibit during working hours on work premises versus what an employer can prohibit an employee from doing when he or she is not at work. And there's really three buckets. The first is when an employee is on working time in work areas. And when an employee is on work premises during working time, as long as there is a clear established policy that does not differentiate between types of political speech. An employer is free to prohibit political speech on work premises during work time. Where the issue gets a little bit more complicated 
is when we look at whether an employer can extend those prohibitions to what an employee does during his or her non-working time while either still on the premises or during non-working time when they are off premises. And why this becomes a little bit more tricky is because there are some limitations on when employers can prohibit employees from either talking about certain topics or participating in protests or other events that advocate certain topics. I think the biggest limitation comes from the National Labor Relations Act, which protects employees regardless of whether or not they are part of a union. And under the National Labor Relations Act, you cannot prohibit employees from talking about topics that impact their working conditions. And where we see the overlay in terms of political expression is where, for example, an employee may be advocating for a particular political candidate because that candidate favors an increase in federal minimum wage or that candidate favors enhanced sick leave. And in that situation, an employer could not prevent employees from discussing their political beliefs on their non-work time, even if they remain on the work premises. And that's different from an employee just espousing a general political belief that is not tied to a term and condition of employment. Where it gets even more complicated, though, is in terms of to what extent an employer can control what an employee says or what um, events they participate in during their non-working time off-premises. And there are several states that have significant limitations on this. One of the states that we're most familiar with is right here in New York, which is the off-duty activities law, which says that an employer cannot treat somebody differently because of what recreational activities they engage in. And again, the overlap here with political speech or political activities is that the activity has to be recreational. So to the extent that engaging in some type of a political activity or a political protest can be considered recreational, then the employer could not take some kind of action against the employee for participating. In Connecticut, you cannot discipline or discharge an employee for the employee's exercise of his or her First Amendment rights unless such activity substantially or materially interferes with the employee's bona fide job performance or the working relationship between the employee and the employer. In North Dakota, you cannot discriminate based on an employee's lawful activity off the employer's premises during non-working hours, which is not in direct conflict with the essential business-related interests of the employer. Again, not so much of a clear line as to what would be in the essential business-related interests of the employer. So bottom line, employers have a lot of latitude during working time in work areas so long as whatever prohibition they apply is applied across the board. And the employer's latitude becomes a lot less when we're talking about employee speech or activities on premises during non-work time and becomes even less when we're talking about activities off-premises in non-working time. So Shelley, thinking about all of that though, would any of the anti-discrimination laws, like for example, the laws prohibiting discrimination based on religion or race, have any impact on how an employer deals with an employee either engaging in political speech at work 
or taking time off to go to a protest. So they might. From a perspective of religious discrimination and with all of these laws, it really needs to be looked at on a case-by-case basis. And from a religious discrimination perspective, the threshold question is going to be whether the speech or the activities that the employee is participating in constitute religion or religious belief. And that would be contrasted with a political philosophy or political belief, which, with the exceptions that we talked about before, wouldn't be protected. The EEOC and and courts have looked at this and have said that religion and religious belief relates to ultimate ideas about life and purpose. And so in the context of groups that have addressed racial issues, there have been a number of cases, for example, discussing whether participation in the KKK or espousing the beliefs of the KKK constitutes a religion. And generally speaking, cases have found that it does not, that the KKK's ideology is a political philosophy versus a religious philosophy. But in contrast, there have been some groups that espouse similar views to the KKK, but that have some of the more clear indicia of religion, like particular um, spiritual components or particular rituals. So there's a movement called the Creativity Movement, for example, which has been found by some cases to constitute a religion. And so, you know, expressed participation in that group um, is something that what you know has been found to be protected. From a race discrimination perspective, we would be thinking about both disparate treatment and disparate impact. And I think that here is another place where a neutral policy, a viewpoint neutral policy, is unlikely to get you into trouble. So um, having some sort of policy that prohibits leaving work to attend protests generally or that prohibits employee participation in protests even during off-duty hours that would be protected by the off-duty activities laws that you spoke about before, Elise, those will be fine and are unlikely to result in any sort of issue from a race discrimination perspective. Where there are less viewpoint neutral policies, like an employer saying you can't leave for a Unite the Right rally or a white nationalist rally or on the flip side, you, know, you may not participate in a Black Lives Matter uh, event or, or rally. Um, then you have a risk of both a disparate treatment and a disparate impact claim. I think a disparate treatment claim is unlikely to be successful. Courts have generally held that even characteristics or activities that are very closely correlated with race are not considered to be race from a disparate treatment perspective. So the risk of a successful claim in that regard is quite low. But there is some risk of a disparate impact claim if you do have a non-viewpoint neutral policy. And you would be required to show, in order to defend against such a claim, that your policy is job-related and consistent with business necessity. So this goes back, again, similar to the off-duty activities laws that Elise spoke about before. It goes back to this idea of how it really impacts the employee's job or the employer's workplace to have this policy or to not have this policy and and being able to show that it's really a business necessity to impose sort of this non-neutral policy. And then you also have to be able to show that there's no alternative policy that has less of a disparate impact but achieves the same goals, which may be difficult if a viewpoint neutral policy 
would achieve the same purpose, so prohibiting protests generally rather than prohibiting particular kinds. Thank you for joining us on the Proskauer Brief today. Thank you, Elise, for being here as well. Stay tuned for more insights on the latest hot topics in labor and employment law, and be sure to follow us on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play.